Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, January the 9th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss a very good NBA main slate for this evening that starts at 6 p.m. Eastern, that hour earlier than the regular uh, weekdays. And it's a good eight games uh, for sure. Exciting day here at Coach Talk. We have the last Sunday of the regular season of the NFL. So our guys, Andrew Crash and Omaha Joe, are all over that. They're, uh, they've got a couple of podcasts out if you want to check them out. And also uh, certainly be a part of Discord for when they uh, put their lineups out today. We also have some great PGA uh, rounds that are coming today in Hawaii for the, the Century Chan of, uh, Tournament of Champions in, at Kapalua, we've got uh, both our full four-day slate uh, the, and our two-day weekend slate that are looking as though they have a great chance to cash in the weekend slate, maybe even for a takedown. So it's going to be a sore thumb from hitting the uh, channels on the remote from football to basketball to uh, golf. So great stuff today. We hope you're with us. If you want to join us at DFS Coach Talk, go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have several different memberships. If you want to just try us out, you can get in for as little as three-day membership for 10 bucks. See what we're all about. I think uh, once you're in there with us, uh, you'll want to stay along. We've been uh, very hot in, in uh, a lot of our sports. NBA, we've been cashing pretty consistently. Uh, the lineup that Josh and I built yesterday, the Two Brains lineup, cashed for us. So that was a lot of fun rooting that in for everybody last night. And uh, we just ready to go at it again today. So <clears throat> if you're watching right now on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up, uh, hit the subscribe button, and give us a quick comment. That combination of three things really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube, and we really appreciate that. While you're at it, hit that little bell button in the upper corner. Uh, that alarm will let you know every time one of our podcast posts, you'll get an alert, whether if it's our NBA, NFL, uh, PGA, and then coming up, uh, you know, it's going to come fast in a couple of months, MLB. So uh, that way you don't miss when any of our podcasts are premiering. All right, here we go. Let's get it done. We have. The first game on the slate, and again, it's a 6 o'clock game. Um, it is the Washington Wizards at the Orlando Magic. Washington favored by 7. We have 113.5 implied for the Wizards and 106.5 uh, implied for the Orlando Magic. Uh, Washington comes into the game one game under 500 at 19 and 20. Orlando at 7 and 33. Uh, as far as designations here, for Washington, Wanamaker is probable, one of the new additions to the squad. And then we have three questionables, Bertans, Hashimura, and Harrell. So very important we find out what's going on with those three. And then the guys that are out have been out pretty much uh, most of the year, Bryant and Gill, and then the Waters, the newly added guy, also out. For Orlando, we've had constant questionable tags, very frustrating, but it, it's there. 
we've got Cole Anthony <clears throat> and Franz Wagner, both questionable. And then the guys that are out, Wendell Carter, MCW, Fultz, Isaac, Lopez, Moore, and Suggs. So Orlando not only feeling the brunt of COVID, but it's also the second night of a back-to-back -back for them. They're the only team on the entire slate that is playing a back-to-back -back of the 16 games. So when we look at this one, 220 total, not a bad total. You know, Washington has not played great ball of late, but certainly with a seven-point number, uh, could beat up on Orlando a little bit. Um, as far as statistically, a pace is poor. Washington 23, Orlando 20. However, the good part is defensively, these two teams are not getting it done at all. Washington all the way down to 23, and they were seventh at one point this year. And to drop that far, you've got to be playing some bad defense. And then Orlando 24th. So the pace isn't great, but the defense is poor. I think that's why it's come up to that 220 number. Again, we're going to need some of the news, but the guys that are in that I think are very playable here, certainly Spencer Dinwiddie at 6'3", <clears throat> Bradley Bill at 9'6", become an option. Uh, Kyle Kuzma at 8'1", is a little expensive, uh, but an option as well. Uh, we need to know the situation with Montrez Harrell because Gafford is 6'4". If we get a, a cheaper Harrell back and he's going to split those minutes, then uh, we may need to get out of that timeshare. Uh, as far as on the Orlando side, Cole Anthony, always solid, you know, questionable every game. He, he was questionable last night and played, uh, so I'm not sure he goes tonight. But if he does, 7-6, not a bad number at all. Definitely at that mid-range is in contention. Franz Wagner, I went with him last night at 6-1, and he really played poorly. So I know, rookie, you're going to get some of those bad games, but uh, he's much more consistent than that. I'm a little surprised at how poor he, poorly he played, but he's not out of the question at that 6-1 number. Uh, Mo Bamba at 5-8 becomes a, a decent play with Carter being out. Uh, he may get a little extra run in the big, at the big spot. Uh, with Carter not backing up at center at all, and uh, definitely can put up numbers. Haven't uh, rostered him in quite some time, but at that 5'8 number, he's very tempting. Uh, one of the, the guys that I think will fill in and play decent minutes that can that has done well for us is Chuma Okiki. He's 4.3 and has a pretty good ceiling for a guy with that low of a salary. Also, Terrence Ross has played well for them off the bench at 5-1. All right, game two, we're going to go. It's another 6 p.m. Eastern game. It's the New Orleans Pelicans against the Toronto Raptors. Toronto is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, 221 total, 106.25 for the Pelicans, and two, uh, or I'm sorry, 114.75 for the Toronto Raptors. New Orleans comes in 14 and 25, Toronto 19 and 17. Not a ton of uh, injuries or designations in this game. The Pelicans have four guys out, Josh Hart, Mr. Luzada, who's been out like constantly, D.D. Luzada, Thomas Sadaransky and Zion Cheeseburgers Williamson all out. For Toronto, Goran Dragic and 
Mr. Yuta Watanabe, Watanabe, whatever way you want to say it. All right. It, this is interesting. I'm trying to figure out this game, spend a little extra time in the preparation because I think there's a lot of potential in this game. The Pelicans, though, are 19th in pace, Toronto 22nd. So not great, but almost the exact same on the other side. Pelicans 25th in defense, 18th for Toronto. So they give up points both sides here. So I think there's definitely uh, some playable commodities in this game. You can go cheaper with the Pelicans with a 5'7 Devontae Graham, a 6'5 Josh Hart, or a 5K Herb Jones, but inconsistency with those guys, as you would expect. The payups that are also in play, 8'5 Brandon Ingram, 8'4 Jonas Valachunas. Uh, wouldn't count out either one of them. I think they're both in a potentially good spot. Uh Look more a little bit toward Valachunas over Ingram in this game. I think Ingram will get some Ananobi defense, and uh, that may be enough to, to swipe him off of my player pool. Um, Raptors, Mr. Van Vliet's been on fire lately, uh, but he's 10-2. So that is one big number for little Fred Van Vliet, but he has been making that number. So, uh, Got to con consider him. I don't think he's going to get a bunch of ownership now that he's tipped over that 10K number. Uh, it's really hard to pull the trigger there. Uh, you can get half price, basically, Gary Trent Jr. at 5'5". Five, five. Uh, certainly not performing anywhere near what Van Bleed is, but the potential uh, to have a good game is there. And Anobi at 6'7", hasn't quite got back to full strength of where he was before he had been out for quite some time. And the same thing could be said about Scotty Barnes at 7-4. Those are two guys that I went to a ton, uh, Ananobi and Barnes. I think they're right on the doorstep of getting back to those numbers. Uh, I have not decided on whether I want to pull the trigger in either spot. Probably not going to go up to Siakam at 8-6 and really no reason to go into this deep bench where most of the guys on their bench played big minutes when uh, all, all the other guys were out. So really looking really at Ananobi and Barnes here and a possible uh, pay down for Trent Jr. All right, game three moves to the 7 o'clock time spot. It's the Denver Nuggets at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Denver's favored by seven. It's a 215 total. 111 implied for the Denver Nuggets. 104 for the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder. Denver comes in at 19 and 18, the Thunder at 13 and 25. As far as uh, guys out for Denver, Kanchar, Cornell, Howard, and Murray still, of course. Oklahoma City Thunder, we have Favors questionable and Roby out. So not a lot uh, of shifting there of players off the bench. They're going to get the, the main run uh, and teams on an island game as well. Uh, the problem here, and the reason it's only 215, Denver's 24th in pace. Oklahoma City is 11th, so pace up for Denver, but still Denver will control and slow down that half-court game for the Joker. Uh, defense, below average, Denver 20, Oklahoma City 17. So Again, you got a, a playable game here, 
based on on the numbers, pace, and then defense, specifically if the Thunder can push the pace uh, as they're going to want to. As uh, When you look at the Denver side, is it a pay-up joker day? He's 12-2. It certainly can be if the Thunder can stay in this game. Um, the Thunder do have most of their main players, so if they can keep it to what Vegas is saying, that seven-point spread, the joker could be the best pay-up guy on the slate. No question about it at 12-2. Um, other considerations, you got Aaron Gordon at 5K, super cheap. Uh, Will Barton, 5'7", Monte Morris, 4'7". So you're getting cheap options all the way around. Even if you went lower and, you know, GPP kind of plays, but Jermichael Green's 3'4", um, Bones Highland, 3'5", Jeff Green, 3'7". So you've got quite a bit of value on Denver. They're definitely priced down, um, really considering the Joker and one of the pay down guys uh, against the Thunder. On the other side of the ball, SGA is 8-2, certainly a, a massive ceiling for him. He will get a little Will Barton defense, which doesn't make me extremely comfortable, but SGA is an option, no doubt about it. Josh Giddy is 7K in that range where he's a fair price, but I think he's going to get Aaron Gordon defense, and I, I really uh, appreciate his effort defensively. I think Aaron Gordon is underrated all the way around. On the other side, you got Lou Dort at 5-4, though. So not a bad price for 5-4 Lou Dort. The question is, who is he going to guard uh, on the Nuggets side? You know, it could be uh, Will Barton or Aaron Gordon, um, but we'll see. So that that's going to be one thing I'm going to be looking for and digging, digging in on. Um, other than that, not going JRE, Kenrich Williams, you know, any of those guys. So... Uh, little concern, Denver hammers the Thunder. The Thunder just aren't that good. But, you know, Denver has not been playing up to a high uh, level, that's for sure. So could be the joker for me and maybe a one-off uh, in different spots. All right, we also have another 7 o'clock game, and this has a nice total. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves and Houston Rockets. Minnesota favored by 7 You've got a nice 230 total here, 118.5 for Minnesota and 111.5 for Houston. So no joking around in this game. There's going to be some extra possessions and some extra opportunities to score the ball. Uh, you've got Minnesota coming in at 19 and 20, Houston at 11 and 29. Uh, the questionable player for Minnesota is Patrick Beverly. And then Balmaro is out. So other than that, Minnesota at full strength minus Beverly. Better news for Houston, too. You've got Matthews questionable, uh, which is important to know. Three guys, Aruba, Zhengun, Wall. So lots of guys, regulars playing, lots of opportunities all over the board here in this game. You know, the nice part about this is you've got two of the top five pace teams in the league. Minnesota's fifth and Houston is second. So you got to love that. Defensively, Minnesota 11th, respectable, but Houston's second worst defense in the league, 29th. So again, you know, Houston with that second uh, ranked pace and second to worst ranked defense makes their games 
very DFS accessible, that's for sure. Guys, you can consider, you know, the big three for Minnesota as normal. D'Angelo Russell at 7-8, Anthony Edwards at 8, and Cat is 9-9. Nine, nine. Those are the three main plays. Uh, and the question is, where do you go? Uh, in a game like this, all three of them could do well. Um, you know, I have a tendency to try to limit it to one or in games like this where it's a perfect game script, uh, possibly two. So uh, don't mind going, believe it or not, with the two guards, Russell and Edwards, especially especially if Beverly's out because they'll get just a little bit more run. Uh, if Beverly's out, you'll see Beasley fill in some. But uh, I think that, that all three of the bigs for Minnesota are good. Leaning towards the two uh, guards or wings and Russell uh, and Edwards. And then also want to mention Jared Vanderbilt. He's 5'6", but he has had some fantastic games this year. His minutes do get trimmed a little bit by Jaden McDaniels coming in, and they do split some. But Vanderbilt, I think, is just enough that you can consider him. On the Houston side, you've got that young uh, backcourt of Kevin Porter at 6'2 and Jalen Green at 5K. Always a possibility, uh, especially if Beverly's out. You're going to get more of a free reign uh, from Porter, especially who I would favor with Beverly out. If Beverly plays, I'd look more at Green. Um, other than that, though, Christian Wood at 7'3". Um, not a bad spot for him and a really good price. Um, Cat is not a great defensive player. Uh, Wood, you know, has had some really good games, but he's had some issues as well lately. But in consideration for me, uh, especially if you could play him at a power forward center spot uh, on any of the sites. After that, not looking to go deeper on, on a slate like this, you really don't have to dig way down. All right, the only 730 game on the slate is the Chicago Bulls at the Dallas Mavericks. Chicago's favored by three and a half. It's a 217 and a half total, 110.5 for Chicago, a flat 107 for the Dallas Mavericks. Chicago comes in at 26 and 10, the Mavericks at 21 and 18. Interesting game here. The guys that are out for Chicago are Bell, Caruso, Cook, Green, and that is Javante Green, and then Patrick Williams. The big news, and that's everything's going to, you know, in the, on this game is on hold uh, until we know the news about Luka Doncic. He is questionable. Uh, that ankle is bothering him again, so we'll see if he's going to play. Uh, Cauley Stein and Porzingis, of course, Porzingis out for the millionth time. Um, so, you know, we've got to see what that news is before we really can make a lot of decisions. But I will say Chicago paced ninth, so big pace up game for Dallas. Dallas 27th, so not as conducive for Chicago as it's a pace down. Defensively, uh, the teams are both solid. Chicago 13th, and Dallas has just put the screws down. They're fifth. They've come from like the teens all the way up to five. So they are playing good deep. Their games have not been super high scoring of late. Uh, so the spread here is pretty high. I mean, it's, you know, considering 217 and a half when they've really been locking down lately and Chicago can defend as well. Uh, so it's all up to, you know, if Luca 
if Luca plays, I think he's in play, no doubt. If he's out, it's Jalen Brunson would be the obvious play. He'll be super high owned again every time uh, Luke is out. He's super high owned. After that, though, you know, it's hard. It's really hard. Maxi Kleba's been good and his price is decent. Finney Smith's taken a little bit more of a role of scoring. Those would be the only two other guys I would consider from Dallas. But if Luke is out, I think Chicago could handle this game. So I'm a little concerned there. Um, on the Chicago side, of course, you have the triple threat, well, really quadruple threat of Lonzo Ball, uh, Levine, DeRozan, and Vuk. So, you know, we've got, that's the tough part. We've got to make that decision. Where do we want to go? I mean, Lonzo's seven, Zach Levine at nine, five, a little high for me. DeRozan at nine K is where I would, you know, put my interest here at this moment. And then I do like Vuk a lot at 9-1. He's my favorite play on the Bulls side. Um, he's hurt the Mavericks in the past. His interior presence and also the ability to pull uh, guys like Powell and stuff away from the basket, uh, I think makes Vuk a great play. So I uh, wouldn't mind really if, if Luca plays, it'd be great because I'd like to use Vuk and DeRozan but we'll see. It may just be a Vukovic game. Kobe White's been terrific, too. He's gotten more and more minutes. Also a reason not to play Lonzo Ball. But uh, he would be the one guy off the bench that I think at 5-5 is a good play. All right. We go to an 8-30 game now. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors and the return of Mr. Clay Thompson. How about that? Unbelievable. Um, so it's it's Golden State minus nine and a half. It's a 217 and a half total, exactly like the last game. Cleveland is a 104 implied. Golden State 113 and a half. Uh, coming into the game, Cleveland is 22 and 17. The Warriors 29 and nine. Uh, hardly anybody out here. Okoro out for Cleveland. Toscano Anderson's the only questionable player for Golden State. And then Weissman remains out for the Warriors. So the big question everybody wants to know is, is Clay playable? He's expected to get about 25 minutes. So, you know, you can't count him out at 5'8". Uh, he's a possibility. I'm not going to race to him because they're certainly going to have a minutes restriction on him. But we know, you know, if he comes out firing and he's hot, uh, he's he really gets it done. Plus, uh, you know, with Okoro out for Cleveland, he's their best perimeter defender. Uh, that puts a little bit of pressure uh, on some of the other guys out there. The other question is, you know, does it open it up for Curry? I mean, they've been just all over him, and he's had some terrible games of, of late because they're just focusing so much on him defensively. And the presence of Clay Thompson certainly should open up some shots for Steph. So interesting there as well. Um, in this game, Cleveland is on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. So, you know, something to think about there. And they've been on the road. So they're going to be a little road-wary, I think. Um, they're 21st in pace. Golden State is eighth. But here's the problem in this game and why it's hard to want to load up. How about two of the best three defenses in the entire league? Cleveland's third, Golden State first. Does that make this game a pass game? 
Or, you know, you're still going to have a lot of people playing guys in this game. You know, they want to see this back. And so it's, it's a tricky game. I think, you know, based on statistically the matchup and the situation, um, it's not really a, a pile on game here. And I bet you there's going to be some stacking, uh, but not for me. I think really the only guys I'm looking at here, I think Garland at 8-7 is a little expensive uh, for the good defense from Golden State. But Mobley at 7-2, I think is a fair price. And I think he, you know, he's a solid player. Uh, Draymond Green and Kevon Looney have to defend Mobley and Allen inside. Not sure he's going to get enough minutes, but, you know, certainly has a ceiling that's decent. Steph at 11K, you know, do you go there? Is Clay going to open it up for him? Uh, it's possible. I mean, I don't think he's going to be super highly owned with some of the eggs he's been laying lately. Uh, Clay at 5'8", like I said, is a possibility. It's definitely going to take some shots and usage away from Andrew Wiggins. And I wouldn't touch Jordan Poole right now. He's playing poorly anyway. Uh, but those guys are just not going to be considered for me. I think Draymond is a decent uh, play at 7-5, that mid-range, because, you know, it does with Clay and Steph out there, it opens up everything even more for Draymond. So this is this just feels like a Draymond triple-double kind of game you know, with 10, 10, and 10 kind of thing. But, you know, he could get better than that. And they're going to need him on the floor with uh, Mobley and Allen, the bigs from Cleveland. So uh, it could be a Draymond day for me as well, which is unusual because I don't play him that often. All right, we have three more games, a 9, or I'm sorry, two more games, a 9 and a 9.30. The 9 o'clock game is the Sacramento Kings and Portland Trailblazers. This is a nice DFS game. You've got Sacramento on the first night of a back-to-back, but not that big of a deal. Sacramento is only favored by one and a half, and you have a nice 226 number, 113.75 Sacramento, 112.25 for the Portland Trailblazers. Sacramento 16 and 25, Portland 14 and 24. Two teams going nowhere fast but they are good DFS teams for sure. Um, As far as the injuries, big news will be De'Aaron Fox. If De'Aaron Fox is out, he's questionable right now. Then Tyrese Halliburton is a plug-and-play free square, uh, but we need to get that news on Fox. Halliburton may be a good play anyway. He's out playing Fox and been playing very well. If Fox is in with no limitations, he's also an option because there's enough pace in this uh, game and poor defense, you know, this this really is honestly my favorite game on the slate. I think I'm going to have uh, at least three guys out of this game, and it could be even four. Um, Fox or Halliburton, depending on Fox News, 
Um, Fox News, I get it. Yeah, that's that's good. Harrison Barnes, you know, uh, certainly a guy that's that's interesting. But let me go over the rest of the guys out. Uh, Harkless is questionable. Holmes and Metu, the two bigs, are still out for Sacramento. For Portland, Lillard, McCollum, and Nance, three starters not playing today. As far as the pace, Sacramento fourth, Portland 15th, so not bad at all. And then here's the beauty, 26th for Sacramento defensively, dead last for Portland. So DFS points galore here, um, and I'm, I'm all over it. So I mentioned the backcourt from Sacramento, interest there. Barnes is only 5'4". He's let me down a lot, but he's definitely playable. Uh, Damian Jones at 4K, he's slowing down a bit, but that's such a cheap, cheap price. He's still in play for me with uh, the main two bigs out. Uh, so you got a lot of options there. Even Heald and Davion Mitchell cheap off the bench. Uh, lots of options on the Sacramento side. Same thing goes for Portland. You have Simons at 6'5", uh, which he's in play. Norman Powell at 7'1", Nazir Little cheap at 5K, and Yusuf Nurkic in a really good spot at 7'2". So uh, I'll be dialing up this Sacramento-Portland game and looking forward to that matchup. All right, the last game on the slate, it is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers favored by three, another solid total at 224, 110 and a half for Memphis, 113 and a half for the Los Angeles Lakers. Memphis comes in at 27 and 14, the Lakers at 21 and 19. Uh, as far as who's in and out, all the news in the world dependent on one guy, Ja Morant, questionable. We have to have that news. Very easy, though, if you want to pivot in that last game. If you want John, you plug him in. You can always go over to Westbrook or some combination 2v2 with LeBron. So it's not out of, you know, out of the question, uh, and we may not have that news for Jaw. Uh, Joss just smoked uh, the Lakers last time out, too. So hopefully he plays if he doesn't. Uh, you know, obviously the guys that are going to benefit the most are Desmond Bain uh, right off the bat is the first guy. Uh, but let me let me tell you the other people out or questionable here. First of all, the guys that should be back today are Anderson, Conchar, and probable. Uh, as far as doubtful, Dylan Brooks, he's been in and out of so many games this year, it's unbelievable, but he's doubtful. And then uh, Adams the big man out and pawns out. So Memphis definitely shorthanded, uh, especially if Joss sits, it's going to be very interesting. Um, on the Lakers side, guess what? LeBron James is probable. That's breaking news. No one else has reported that yet. So I'll, I'll be the first to do so. And then Davis and none uh, remain out. So uh, pretty much other than AD, you know, we haven't seen none all year that uh, the Lakers are, at much better strength than uh, the Grizz. So let's just say um, Morant doesn't play. I think it, it makes Tyus Jones a plug-and-play, free square, value play of the day at 4-2. Every time he's had to step up for Memphis, he's done it. 
So that would be the first spot I would go. Desmond Bain, when when Dylan Brooks doesn't play, his usage goes through the roof with with uh, Brooks and Morant out, and then Desmond Bain possibly my best play on the entire slate today at six four. So again, we need that news. Other cheap guys you can consider: Zaire Williams, not a bad player at all. The Dead Men three K. Killian Tilly, don't like him quite as much, but he's 3-1 and gets minutes. Uh, Triple J, certainly going to be very important to the team at 6-3. And then you should see a big increase in minutes for Brandon Clark at 4-7. D'Anthony Belton will probably play 30 minutes off the bench at 4-6. So you've got a a slew of guys, really five, six guys there uh, from Memphis that you can choose from. Uh, and definitely some really great plays. So there's plenty of value all over this board today. On the Lakers side, you know, do you want to pay up for LeBron James at 11-6? I think you'll have uh, the capability with all the value. Uh, Westbrook, we're still waiting for like a 30-point triple-double game. We know it's there. Maybe it's today. I'm not going to risk it at 10-1. I don't know why his price remains so high when he's had a lot of just average games. Malik Monk went berserk the last game, looks really good lately. He's 6'3", in consideration. That price is getting a little rough, but within consideration. Uh, After that, I don't trust anybody else, really. You know, James and Monk are the go-tos for me for the Lakers. Bradley, Stanley Johnson, Carmelo Anthony, THT. Just, you know, those guys are GPP at very best. But... Could be a, a lot of late game for me uh, in these last two games. They're really probably my first and second favorite games on the entire slate. So um, I'll be biding my time as the evening goes on uh, looking for a strong finish. But it's a really good card. Uh, you can go a lot of different ways. Certainly Stars and Scrubs are probably going to be the most popular way to go. That's what my initial lineups are looking like, like right now. But in scrubs, we're talking about guys uh, that are going to play big minutes. It's not people we're just, you know, uh, holding our breath and crossing our fingers and hope they get minutes off the bench. So love the card. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, Certainly appreciate everybody joining in today. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. Give us a quick comment or question. That really helps us a lot. Hit that alert button in the upper corner so you know when our podcast posts. Also, check out all our NFL and PGA action today. Uh, Those podcasts have all posted. And uh, really excited to get after it. Come and join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. Three-day $10 pass. You can't beat it. You get all the basketball, golf, and football today. Monday night football and NBA tomorrow. And then Tuesday action as well. So uh, great time to try us out. We're red hot. We're getting it done. We have the best community, terrific members, very supportive. If you've been in our Discord, very positive talk, uh, a lot of backing each other up, sharing information. And that's what it's all about. That's the culture we want here at Coach Talk. Uh, And we hand build our lineups. I mean, we utilize all the analytics, statistics, crunchers, everything projections, ownership, you name it, we're using everything, but we're doing what we feel is the norm 
for most players of DFS. Build a couple lineups, put them in the particular spots where you can win. Let us help you with bankroll management and contest selection so you can really have a sustainable growth to your bankroll in DFS. That's what we specialize in, and that's what our passion is uh, here at Coach Talk. So come and join us. We'd love to have you. We hope you have a fantastic Sunday, and we'll be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.